0: Thanks for tuning in to Big Money in the 805. I'm Michael Anderson, and today we have Henry Debroth the founder of the Pacific Coast Business Times, and also we have an exciting nonprofit with the Thomas Fire Help redeploying their website to the Car Fire with Car Fire Connect, and that's with Emily Barony coming right up. We've got a great show for you. The next 30 minutes are going to be a great investment for your time. As always, we like to thank our sponsor, GEICO Local Office for car and homeowner's insurance for the 805. You could save up to 15%. Call Greg Mock of GEICO. Local office 805 487 7847.
1: It's time for big money in the 805 with your host, Michael Anderson, bringing you a feature interview, a local nonprofit spotlight, and some financial wisdom. Get local and relevant information for the 805. For show notes and more information, go to maranatha.com. And now, here's your host, Michael Anderson.
0: On with Henry DeBroff of the Pacific Coast Business Time. Henry, always a treat to have you on the program. Thanks for joining us today.
1: Hey, great to be back, Michael. Uh, Likewise, right back at you
0: it's been a year now that uh, since we've had you on the program and and it was a wonderful time last time. And, and that is when I got my subscription to Pacific Coast Business Time. So I've been subscribing now for a year. And I got to tell you, I've loved receiving this newspaper. It comes to me in the mail and I get it on Friday. And it's it's really been a treat to get truly local news for Ventura County, Santa Barbara County, and San Luis Obispo. It's this regional news that's uh I'm kind of yearning for and it's very good news relative to you know the business cycle and education and and I got to give you proper kudos you're doing a great job out there and it's it's wonderful to see the effort that you're doing and get the news you're doing so thank you for that and and what's the how is the newspaper doing how's everything been going with Pacific Coast Business Times
1: well it's been actually going quite well uh thank you for the props we try really hard and um course, one of the nice things about being a print subscriber is that you get full access to our website at www.packbiztimes.com. Uh, we've had pretty solid growth in our subscriptions, and just a little teaser, we probably will be increasing our subscription rates next year, so now's the time to renew, sign up a friend, give away a subscription for Christmas. You might want to do <laughs> buy one for your favorite nonprofit so they can go out and raise more money. Uh, we really focus heavily on business, financial news. Uh, we cover the economy. We do touch on travel, tourism, nonprofit, arts, and culture because those are big drivers for the region. But we're not really a lifestyle publication. We are definitely a.
0: I got to tell you at my office I've I keep the uh, the most current journal on my desk and when clients come in I've been told they like seeing that on my desk. In other words, when they come in and see that on my desk, they know that I know what's going on in the region with business, because that is where you get the information for what's really going on. And we're going to jump into some of the news in just a minute. But before we go into the news that's been going on over the last week, and there's some exciting stuff uh, regionally here, but tell us about these events that you do. And in particular, you have the Spirit of Small Business event coming up, but before we go into the spirit of small business, what are the events you do and what's the purpose of those?
1: So we do a lot of uh, corporate recognition events. We try and uh, recognize leaders in our region. You know, sometimes, occasionally, our politicians are not as friendly toward business, not as quick to recognize business as they are to regulate it. So we think there's an opportunity to recognize really some of the standouts of business in our region, and we do an innovation award program, we have a business hall of fame, we recognize the top women in business, the best places to work, healthcare champions, Latino business leaders, and cue the music here, uh, upcoming in a few weeks on August 23rd at the Coral Casino, newly reopened at the Biltmore Hotel in Santa Barbara, is our 16th Spirit of Small Business Award. And we're very proud of this program because we have co-produced it with our friends at the Small Business Administration. We've done it in Democrat administrations, Republican administrations, Clint Bush, Obama, (laughs) Trump. And we enjoy our partnership with the SBA. We recognize businesses from Ventura, Santa Barbara, San Luis Obispo County. This year, our theme is rising to the challenge. We know that it's been tough for many of our small businesses, coping with the Thomas fire and the mudslides, and uh, so we wanted to recognize a number of those businesses. Some you will instantly recognize, Made West Brewing in Ventura, longtime small business island packers, the folks that take you up and down to the islands and back, some... uh, a design group out of San Luis Obispo, a, a small business in downtown Ventura that's become a leader in environmental product called EcuGreen and a disaster recovery company in Ventura County called ASR Construction. You can find a list of the winners and learn more on our website, www.packbiztimes.com, or you can send an email to Romy Ramirez, our event coordinator, rramirez. R-A-M-I-R-E-Z, at PAC, P-A-C-B-I-Z, com.
0: So that's the Spirit of Small Business. That event is coming up at the tail end of August. You can get tickets and go to that event, meet some of these business owners receiving awards. Spirit of Small Business event put on by the Pacific Coast Business Times. You can learn more information at com. That is a wonderful event. You guys do a tremendous job highlighting those companies. I should... I
1: should point out, it's a luncheon. So a lot of our events are evening events, but we're at a small business. It's a full-on sit-down luncheon. The food will be fabulous.
0: And small business in America, often we think about big business in America, but small business here is such a big deal. That is, the majority of businesses are small businesses, and it's a large percentage of our GDP is this this small business. So it's a very, very big deal. Let me ask you this question about small businesses in general, because some people really want to start a business, but they don't really maybe know how to go to do that or what they need to do to prep for that or how to become a good business. Are there any uh, thoughts or insights you can share with people that might be thinking of starting a small business? And uh, what are some things that you see in those businesses that win these awards that are, you know, in the spirit of being a small business?
1: Right, so I would I would point to uh, three things that we see. One, uh, there's a certain freedom about being your own boss. You get to make the decisions You get to be wrong. (laughs) You get to be accountable. And if you really love that, then you should really give it a try. Because as a small business owner myself, there's nothing like the freedom that comes with having your own company. The second thing I would say is that it's definitely not crazy necessary to have tons and tons of capital. There comes a time when your business is going to have to make money, and the faster, more efficient you can be with capital uh, getting it going, the faster you'll be able to get a good night's sleep. Now, many companies go the venture capital route. That's a different path. But if you're trying to just have a successful small company, not trying to be the next Apple or Google, Less capital is probably better. And thirdly, I would say you need to just have that extra gear that you can shift into when times are tough. Times are going to be tough. It takes a little bit of grit grit, and a little bit of courage to get through the tough times. But if you can sustain, you will be richly rewarded.
0: And there you have it. Three tips from Henry DeBroff about starting a small business. Three very good tips, by the way, the freedom of being your own boss and being the manager, having the autonomy to run your day and schedule the capital needs and using capital in a smart way and receiving your revenue and creating the way that you get that revenue in an efficient manner. And that is wonderful advice there, Henry. I appreciate those three tips. But, hey, let's go into the news. So I know we've had an exciting week in the news this last last week. Give us an update on a few of these things that happened here in Ventura County and Santa Barbara County with the news from the business standpoint.
1: Right. So we had our sixth, sixth successful initial public stock offering since 2014. That's a pretty good track record. It was Sonos. Many of you know them. They're a maker of smart speakers, I would call them. They're a leader in digital music, a great product, been very successful, revenue close to a billion with a B, and they went out at $15 a share on late Wednesday and closed yesterday at around 20 So that's a, quite a coup for our region. Secondly, I would point to a company, another company from Santa Barbara, called Appeal Sciences. That is making a coating, and the whole of the Ventura County citrus industry is looking at this because their coating is a substitute for wax, and it extends the shelf life of fruit. And they're conducting an experiment today in the Midwest at some Costco's on avocados, a fruit that's very important to Ventura County, and um, they raised $70 million, $70 million, And that's the second big capital raise for the APL team. And thirdly, I point to Mankind, which moved its headquarters from Santa Clarita there in L.A. County, the good old Westlake Village in Ventura County earlier earlier this year, maybe late last year. They have a inhalable insulin product. It's kind of a niche product. They've spent a gazillion dollars trying to develop it. their expenses developing a drug cost roughly a billion dollars but uh, they're making some headway hats off to them talk about perseverance they get the perseverance award
0: wonderful stuff and i know uh, down the road here in a few months we're going to be having the annual giving guide that the pacific coast business times does every year and that's a wonderful guide tell us about the guide and uh, tell us give us some details
1: Right. Well, first of all, Michael, objects in the calendar are closer (laughs) than they appear. So we actually close up our magazine, uh, because it's really a magazine-style publication. We close it up at the end of August, so just three or four weeks away. But um, we publish in mid-September. So the Giving Guide is a way for the nonprofit community to connect better with the donors and corporate executives that are reading the business times and also the wealthy investors. So the Giving Guide is a series of profiles. It's an advertorial section. Our news section doesn't produce it, but that gives our nonprofits more control over the messaging. It allows them to take the step back, think about what they really want to say, recognize their big donors, recognize their directors. And we also have a way for companies in the region to actually sponsor their favorite nonprofit, and we try and do it in a way that's affordable for a nonprofit that's not like a big, huge organization, a regional arts organization, or a smaller symphony or arts organization, or one of the local museums can easily afford the project to participate in this project. And for folks who want to, our website gives you a link. You can also email our publisher Linda LeBrock, that's L, 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 two L's, L-L-E-B-R-O-C-K, Linda LeBrock at packbiztimes.com,
0: And that's a great website to check out, packbiztimes.com. A lot of great information on there. You can find your button to subscribe, and then that hard copy will be mailed to you each week like I've been getting and really enjoying. Get more information at packbiztimes.com and the annual giving guide coming out sooner than I (laughs) let on there, which will be a great, that guide is always wonderful to see. Speaking of nonprofits, I was just talking with a nonprofit this week, Henry, and we were talking about the idea, a prominent nonprofit here in Ventura County, but they're trying to establish an endowment and trying to get more planned giving bequests. And just when you have a structure of something that, is an endowment or acts like an endowment. I think you're able to receive larger gifts, and it encourages those donors to um, give to something that will will be there, hopefully, into perpetuity or at least longer term. Have you seen that much, or do you see many nonprofits that are working on that? Or what? What's some advice that you can share with nonprofits that are working toward planned giving?
1: Well, the first thing I would say is that nonprofits are a lot like small businesses, <laughs> and the same kind of. Ideas apply. You know, you got to watch your budget. You got to not be afraid to make some decisions and take some risks. And you've got to uh, have some staying power. And an endowment really gives you staying power. I am fortunate enough to be on the board, a couple of advisory boards at our universities. They have foundations or endowments that allow them to cover a significant amount of costs or give scholarships. And if you have a single donor or targeted donors who have capacity to give a lot, it makes sense to set up an endowment. But an endowment can also be used for a special purpose. I'll do a little brag. Pacific Coast Business Times, when we launched our Latino Business Awards, started to give some of our ticket revenue to a very small endowment at Ventura County Community Foundation, Some people found out about it and made their own gift, very philanthropic companies. All of a sudden, we had $15,000 in our endowment, thanks to the good stock market, good stewardship by VCCF. And so we are giving away a $1,000 scholarship every year for the next 10 years to a student, high school student going to college to study business from Ventura County. So an endowment can be small for a very specific purpose or much larger for a more general support.
0: I think that's a good point. I think that's well said as well. It doesn't have to be a million dollar donation. It can be $15,000 and you're giving away $1,000, you know, over the course of of the next handful of years and, and, and having that work into, you know, a longer term donation. That's the whole idea, but that is great. I think that's extremely well said there, Henry. Um,
1: the other One other thing to point out, Michael, is please. that you have to be careful about how much you restrict your funds when you're a nonprofit.
0: That's a good point. Explain what that means.
1: Well, if you take an endowment, then you're restricted in how you can use the money, and you can't take all of it out and spend it to buy a building, necessarily. You may have to be committed to using it for something like scholarships. So you really have to think about what the purpose of the endowment is before you launch into it.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a very good point in terms of how funds and donations get restricted. If you're earmarking it for something specific and there are regulations as to how that can be used. And, and so you have to build that in line with your goals as an organization and and how you're using that, you know, in, in terms of your operations. So that that is very important. That's a good point. Hey, I want to ask you as well about the trade desk, the trade desk. I remember going into the incubator gosh, a number of years ago, and there's just small room in the back. They have the desk in there, and there are two or three guys working in there. A sign on the door just says Trade Desk. And you're like, what, what is this thing, the Trade Desk? First of all, maybe you, can you describe what the company does and what, what is their business? It's a little bit confusing for a lot of folks, but uh, what is the Trade Desk, and then what's the story of how, what they've done here in, uh, in the city of Ventura?
1: Right, so we recently created an index our own little stock moniker for our local public companies, we call it IMAS, to compete with the bang, you know, Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, Google, that on Wall Street. And the T in IMAS is the Trade Desk, which is an Internet advertising platform. And what these folks are extraordinarily gifted at is being an interface, between a very large advertiser or a big international advertising agency and the hundreds of thousands, millions of websites all around the world that can accept advertising. And so they are extremely good at discovering the pattern of users and matching them to the needs of advertisers. So those ads that follow you around as you go from your email to your web searches to other, to your mobile, to your desktop, to your tablet, many of them are placed using the Trade Desk. It's kind of a marketplace for advertisers. And uh, they do it for very large agencies, uh, very large customers all around the world. They started out, their roots are in an advertising exchange that was established in the early 00s that was sold, I think, to Microsoft uh, way back when. And then they launched this new platform with much more of the thought of mobile and tablet and the new uh, smartphone market in mind. They've been wildly successful. Um, They do have higher standards than... Facebook and and some of the social media platforms, because they do mask the individual identity of the customers, uh, of the of the users to so their customers, the advertising agencies. But that hasn't meant that they've been immune from the ups and downs of the social media stocks. Recently, I noticed when Facebook took took a dive because the traffic was slower, uh, trade desk went down quite a bit. But uh, Trade Desk, the stock of Trade Desk is up uh, over four hundred percent since they went public.
0: Yeah, yeah, they've done tremendous, and it started from that small room behind City Hall, and now uh, they're they're one of the largest uh, employers here in in the city of Ventura, and so it's it's wonderful to see that. And uh, Henry, before we close, any th- any final notes that you'd like to share to our listeners?
1: Well, I do think the one final thing I would say is that. This technology uh, wave that we're experiencing really is starting to encompass the entire region. Uh, Santa Barbara has been kind of a hotbed for a long time, maybe 20 years. San Luis Obispo had its first public stock offering. but uh, And the Ventura County has been largely known for, for Amgen and a few others, Teledyne and Semtech. But I think the tech scene in uh, Ventura County is getting really robust. And happening. And if you want to know who the future stars of the regional economy are, uh, come visit us at the Spirit of Small Business Awards luncheon there at the Coral Casino on August 23rd.
0: And that's Henry Dubroff, the founder of the Pacific Coast Business Times. You can get your tickets to the Spirit of Small Business Luncheon online. Visit packbiztimes.com. Henry, thanks for being on today. Look forward to having you on again.
1: Hey, thank you, Michael. This was great. Now it's time for the Nonprofit Spotlight with your host, Michael Anderson, on Big Money in the 805.
0: I'm very excited to have Emily Baroney from Thomas Fire Help as our Nonprofit Spotlight today. Emily, thanks for being on.
2: Thanks for having me.
0: Well, you're doing a wonderful thing. We've seen this car fire devastate Northern California. We're all feeling a little bit sentimental because we experienced this with the Thomas fire. And it's just so neat. I'm excited to talk to you about the things that you are doing in response to this car fire. Highlight to our listeners a little bit about what's going on and what you're trying to do.
2: Sure. So what we built for the Thomas fire worked. It's basically the Craigslist of the recovery. It's connecting strangers who have specific help to give with their neighbors in our community that need that specific help and the car fire is exactly what we experienced here and we all know exactly what they're going through and and we had to activate and so what we're doing is we're actually going to recreate Exactly what we built here for the Thomas Fire, and we're going to deploy it to our neighbors up in Reading to support their recovery on the Car Fire.
0: And they're calling it the Car Fire Connect, essentially, is a website that you're building. Can you give us more details, a little bit about how that works and how the folks will be using it up there?
2: Sure. So the website is Car Fire Connect. And it will be a place where fire survivors and their uh, support network around them can get access to people in their community who have volunteered to help. So that could be housing, like, uh, my name's Emily, and I have an extra bedroom and a dog, and you can come and stay with me for two weeks until uh, you get your more permanent place. It could be free food, just like with the Thomas Fire in Probably for maybe a week longer, there will be a ton of offers of free food for first responders and for individuals who are fire affected. Come, show up at this restaurant and have a meal on us. It could be volunteers. Let me watch your kids while you go fill out the Red Cross paperwork. Let me help you clear the burned brush from your yard. Or, or maybe your house was next to the fire, but it's still standing And you have asthma and you can't clean it yourself. You can't clean up the ash and you can't afford to have a house cleaner. Great. I'm going to come and help you do that.
0: Wonderful. So it's helping match people with the needs that they have to find people that are looking to help. And I, I know that was something that resonated with us all so well here where you know, not all of us were impacted or directly hurt by the fire, but we wanted to help those that were. And so we're looking for ways to help, but there was logistically, sometimes it's hard to figure that out. And I think that's what was beautiful about your website, the Thomas Fire Help website. And now to see you take that and rebuild it, for CarFire Connect is such a beautiful thing. How long until this is going to be live and how can people support what you're doing and your efforts? What would you call them to do at this point if they want to help?
2: Sure. So we're going to have very, very, very basic information up probably this weekend at carfireconnect.org. On the site at this moment, you'll be able to just submit your information to us if you want to get more involved. And we'll let you sort of indicate I want to volunteer. I have something to donate. Maybe you want to donate cash. It's going to cost us some bucks to get up there and redeploy our system. And all of that should be set up on over the weekend. And we'll be able to accept donations as of Wednesday. We're setting up a separate fund specifically for our efforts with the car fire. So we're going to keep all of our work going locally, for the Thomas Fire, and then in addition, add the Car Fire onto
0: it. And that was Emily Barony from the Thomas Fire Help website. They are redeploying their website for the Car Fire to support that, and it is carfireconnect.org. You can go there to learn more information and hopefully help out with the effort of putting that together. Emily, thanks for being on, and good luck with your efforts up there.
2: Thank you very much.
0: Well, that does it for our show today. Thanks for tuning in to Big Money in the 805. Special thanks to the team at Boyd & Associates, providing home security to Southern California and also to Greg Mock of GEICO local office. If you have questions about the show or questions about your financial matters, you can contact maranantha.com and that's where I'm at maranantha.com M-A-R-A-N-A-N-T-H-A.com or give me a call at 805-665-3767. Thanks for listening. Have a great week. Join us again next time. Hi, this is Michael Anderson, Certified Financial Planner. I've dedicated the past 12 years to researching different investment ideas. There are no guarantees when investing, but with a little help you can find the right approach. I have built AllocationLink.com specifically for you. AllocationLink.com is investment management made simple, smart, and low-cost. AllocationLink.com can have your account set up in less than 10 minutes please visit allocationleak.com to learn more. Or you can leave me a message at 805-665-3767. Do you ever question if your investments are right for you? Do you own any annuities, retirement accounts, or have other money you want help with? Have you ever wondered what your advisor is making or how they get paid? Get a free second opinion. Talk with Michael Anderson, certified financial planner. Call his answering service today, 805-665-3767. Leave a message and get a call back immediately, 805-665-3767.